It's Linda Cobb, and you're talking dirty with the Queen of Clean. Do you have dirt, stink, mess, cleaning frustration? Do you dread cleaning? If so, boy, are you in the right place. Cleaning may never be your personal joy, but I can show you how to clean smarter, not harder, and get out of the house faster. So let's jump right in and get started. Hey, it's Linda Cobb, and you are talking dirty with the Queen of Clean on today's show. We are going to talk about spotting. We're going to talk about spotting fabrics. We're going to talk about spotting floors and doing no harm. We're going to talk about laminate flooring. It's so popular right now. I'm going to tell you about it, how easy it is to clean, how to clean it, and why it's so popular. Then a great DIY carpet spotter that's quick and easy. We're going to talk about a dryer ball surprise. And we're going to talk about dusting. Sometimes you need just a little bit more than a dust cloth. But before we get started, I want to remind you, if you want to have the Queen of Clean at your fingertips 24-7, go to queenofclean.com. On there, we have a library and it's free. Yes, it's actually free. You type in your question or concern and the answers will pop up. You can pick many answers, one answer, whatever answer works best for you. And again, it's completely free. So go to queenofclean.com and check out our library that's full of video tips and other tips 24-7 for your enjoyment. Now, first of all, I want to talk about avoiding costly mistakes. You know, a lot of you write to me and they say, Queen, how can I spot this? How can I clean this? And the one thing I always want to stress is before you use anything I suggest or anybody suggests or any new product, test it in an inconspicuous spot first. Because honestly, I'm not there. I can't see what your spot looks like exactly. And because of that, I give you the best advice I can. But the best thing you can do is take this bit of advice and always test whatever I tell you first. Check it in a small spot on the back of a sofa if you're doing a spot on a sofa. Uh, check it on the floors. Now, even with floors, now you think, you know, how costly can a mistake be on a floor? Well, actually, cleaning practices for many flooring materials can be similar. But using the wrong technique or cleaner can be disastrous. Be sure that you know exactly which kind of flooring is installed in every room before doing any intensive cleaning. So if you're buying a house, ask what flooring is in this house and what is in each and every room. Um, for instance, some floors, such as hardwoods, can take on a hazy or cloudy film if they're not treated properly. They can even become warped if too much water is absorbed. Scrubbing your laminate, your bamboo, or your wooden floor too firmly can scuff them or wear off the finish, and that is an expensive repair. Concrete and some stone and tile floors are porous and can absorb harsh cleaners, leading to permanent stains or permanent color changes. So be sure you know what you're dealing with, and again, whatever it is, please test it in an inconspicuous spot first before you use any advice or any new cleaning product on any surface 
in your home. Now, I want to jump in right now and talk about laminate flooring. Why is laminate flooring so popular? Well, you know, the one incredible thing about laminate flooring is that it resists water and it resists termites. Now, I live in Arizona and we have termites. And when I installed flooring this time, I installed laminate I installed a luxury laminate wide plank. It looks incredible, but I'll never have a problem with termites and I'll never have a problem with a water damage. Laminate flooring, good quality laminate flooring can be warranted for 12 to 20 years and it resists water. So if you have a flood, the toilet runs over, the washer runs over, and you have laminate on the floor, they can actually take it up, dry it, and reinstall it. So it's a great choice for a homeowner. Now, laminate floors are made from a remarkable likeness of wood flooring encased in a plastic laminate. It gets the look of hardwood without the cost and without the care. However, laminate floors cannot be refinished, so it's especially important to take good care of them. And it's really so simple. For daily work, for like daily cleaning, you're just going to use a microfiber mop or a vacuum. But for a more thorough cleaning, you can spray just a laminate flooring cleaning on any surface. And it does a great job on that floor. And clean it up with that damp microfiber cloth. If you're going to use the flooring cleaner, you're going to work in small sections. You're going to immediately wash it off with a damp mop. And I like to thoroughly dry it with a towel. Now, let me give you my favorite laminate flooring cleaner. And I know you're thinking, oh my gosh, do I need to grab a piece of paper? Do I need an ink pen? What do I need to write it down with? And are there 20 products that I have to buy? Absolutely not. It's so simple. It's three-quarter cup of distilled white vinegar, three-quarters cup of rubbing alcohol, and 10 drops of peppermint essential oil. That's all it takes. Now, essential oil acts as an antibacterial, antimicrobial, and it also gives it a great smell. So what you're going to do is in a 24-ounce spray bottle, you're going to work with three-quarter cups of hot water, and then you're going to add to that your rubbing alcohol and your distilled white vinegar. And again, remember, it's three-quarters cup of each and your 10 drops of peppermint essential oil. Now, I love tea tree oil, but I have to be honest with you, my husband is totally not a fan. One time I put a few drops on the cardboard in our toilet paper roll thinking, oh, it smells so nice in the bathroom. Every time you turn the toilet paper roll, you'd get that fresh smell. And he came out of there gagging. He did not like that smell at all. So make sure you're using something that the whole family won't mind. So that's my little tutorial on laminate flooring. And remember, it is such a carp. It's so friendly. Instead of using carpet, it's so much better. It's easy to clean. It's more inexpensive. It's user-friendly. It is a great choice. So make sure you give it a try and look it over when you're looking for flooring for your house.
Now, let's talk about a stain remover for carpet, because some of us like carpet in the bedroom, and some of you carpet everywhere. So there's a really simple, basic carpet spotter that I use, and, and it's one I don't buy because there's no point. It's so easy to make. You're going to take one quarter teaspoon of cast steel soap, and you're going to add that to 16 ounces of water in a spray bottle. Now, why Castile soap? Well, number one, it's natural. It's made from uh, oil-based plants and ingredients. And it takes up stains and spots and spills and everything easily without leaving any spotting behind. It's natural. It's gentle. It's safe for you and your family. You can use Dr. Bonner's. You can use a generic brand, anything you like is fine. And when I have a carpet spot, that's what I start with. I spray that on. Now I let it sit for about five minutes. And then I do the blot, blot, blot. I simply put down a pad of paper towels and I stand on them to really blot that area to get that stain or that spot out. Now, if that doesn't take it all out, you can use one that I call the tough job, which is a vinegar-based carpet stain remover. And you're just going to take, well, again, one tablespoon of Castile soap and about a quarter teaspoon of white vinegar and two cups of warm water. That's all you need. You're going to put that together in a spray bottle, spray it on, do the same thing. Simply let it sit for about five minutes and do the blot, blot, blot. And don't rub carpet spots because you leave little rubbed areas on the carpet. And you can tell that somebody's been rubbing on that carpet, so don't do it. But you can reset the nap using a damp microfiber cloth. Now, I want to talk to you, too, a minute about sinks. I've had a lot of questions about sinks, and, you know, it seems stainless steel is so very, very popular, and we all love it, but it can be a real bear to keep clean. So one of the ways I clean mine is, first of all, I rinse it out, and then I sprinkle it with baking soda. Then I spray on some vinegar. And I put it in a spray bottle, maybe a third of a cup of white vinegar and a couple cups of water. And you can scrub it with a sponge and then rinse it again. And avoid water spots by drying the sink with a towel. Now, occasionally, I wipe down my sink with a little olive oil on a cloth because it restores the shine. Things to stay away from when you have stainless steel, and I know this may come as a surprise to many of you, ammonia and bleach, as well as any abrasive cleaners and rough scrubbing pads. So no cleansers, no scrubbing pads, no bleach. So I don't care how much you like spraying things down with disinfecting bleach, don't do it. It's not good for your stainless steel, far too abrasive. And ammonia, far too alkaline. It's not good for any stainless steel sink. So again, remember, start gentle, move up if you have to, and occasionally wipe that sink down with a little olive oil on a cloth to restore the shine. And it also helps prevent water spots. Now, if you're lucky enough to have a lovely porcelain sink, which is usually enamel over cast iron, Clean it after each use with a mild dishwashing liquid in hot water and just rinse it and dry it. If you have a couple of little marks from dishes or pans, sprinkle baking soda on and scrub it with the cut 
side of a lemon. Now, if you don't want to use a lemon, if you don't have a lemon, sometimes lemons are costly, just use a little lemon juice instead. Rinse it and dry it. Now, remember, remove tea bags, coffee, blueberries, red wine, mayonnaise, mustard, pickles, things like that so that you don't have permanent stains. And I think it makes sense. Tea is going to stain, coffee is going to stain, blueberries, red wine going to stain. Anything acidic, mayonnaise, mustard, pickles, don't leave those in the sink. Now, if you have a solid surface sink, clean it with warm soapy water and a sponge and then rinse it and dry it. And you can treat it with a disinfectant if you've used anything like, oh, say you've been cutting raw meat or you've had chicken in it. Uh, make sure you do disinfect with that. Um, if you allow water to dry on the surface, sometimes it creates this unsightly film. So dry it often. And remember, hot pots and pans can scorch that. So stay away from that. Now, composite granite sinks and quartz sinks are popular now too. Uh, use mild soap, pH natural is best, and a soft cloth. Rinse it well and dry it with a towel. So you know what, when we're talking about all of this, remember, do no harm. A little soap, dishwashing liquid, and water is the very best thing that you can use. You know, if you have to go in with the big, big guns, try some Barkeeper's Friend. That is a mild pumice cleaner. You can use it on metals. Just read how to do it. Look for it in the aisle where they sell the cleansers, but this is not Comet or Ajax or one of those. It is a mild pumice cleanser. And I want to talk one last thing about copper. I've had several people write to me and said that they had copper sinks put in, and now they're a little concerned about how that's going. So with copper, you do have to be a little careful. Wash with mild soap and a sponge. Rinse it well. Dry off the metal using a microfiber cloth. Now, most new copper sinks have an applied patina that will be damaged if you apply anything abrasive. So stay away from acids also, because when they apply that patina to protect the sink, you don't want anything acid to eat that off. So be very careful when you're doing that. Now, I want to talk about a very natural all-purpose cleaner, and it's not one of these things that has tons of ingredients, I guarantee you. All you're going to need for this is two teaspoons of borax. Now, you remember, 20 Mule Team Borax is in the box, in the laundry aisle. It was available 100 years ago. It's a natural mineral that they mine. It's boron. And it's very basic. It's even good in laundry for giving your laundry a boost. You can use it in so many ways. But it's great for an all-purpose cleaner. So we're going to take two whoops, two teaspoons two teaspoons of borax, one quarter teaspoon of liquid castile soap, and 10 drops of lemon essential oil. Now, if you don't want to use the lemon essential oil, it would be good to use a citrus one. They have a little more bacterial protection in them, and they smell great in your kitchen. So you're going to take that two teaspoons of borax, quarter teaspoon of liquid castile soap, 10 drops of lemon essential oil, and mix all those ingredients with hot water in a 16-ounce spray bottle. And you can store that. And it's a spray and wipe, and it works just great on pretty much any surface. Now, for disinfecting, and I use this a lot even in the bathroom in my sinks and places like that, two tablespoons of liquid castile soap, and 20 drops 
of tea tree oil. Now, tea tree oil is an incredible, incredible antibacterial and disinfectant. And it was given to us by nature. It's natural. And it is, oh, oh, just an incredible disinfectant. You can use it in your shower. You can use it on your sinks. You can use it anywhere like that. And it does a great job. So again, it's just two tablespoons of liquid Castile soap, 20 drops of tea tree oil. And as I said before, oh, how I love tea tree oil. Now, also, I want to talk about some garbage disposal bombs because I've had a lot of questions about smelly disposals and, you know, once you've cleaned out your disposal and you picture what it looks like on the inside, sometimes it kind of promotes a little gag reflex. So to clean out the garbage disposal, and now this is really easy, we're going to make garbage disposal bombs. And for that, we're going to use one half cup of citric acid. Now, citric acid is for canning, so you can buy it any place they sell canning goods. Walmart, big box stores, grocery stores where they have the fruit jars and things like that. And you're going to use one and a half cups of baking soda and about 30 or so drops of orange essential oil. And, you know, if you don't have orange essential oil, don't feel like you have to go out and buy it. Switch it up. But remember, you're using that in your sink, so use something that is friendly to a kitchen atmosphere. You're going to mix all of those ingredients in a bowl until they're thoroughly combined. And then using a teaspoon, you're going to drip just enough water for the mixture to hold its shape. So I stir in a little water, drip by drip. Then I make like a little snowball out of the mixture. If it holds together, you don't need any more water. If it doesn't, add a little more. Then I use a small ice cream scoop or a cookie scoop just a small one. And I make balls out of that. I lay them on wax paper. I let them dry overnight. And then I put them in an airtight container. So again, these are garbage disposal bombs. And to use them, you're going to just drop one or two down the disposal, turn it on and let it go. And it does a great job cleaning out all those holes where the duck gets in and it smells heavenly. So again, one half cup citric acid, one and a half cups baking soda, 30 drops of orange essential oil. And you know my go-to when I can't find a product that somebody talked about and I want to use that product, I always go to Amazon and look and see if I can find it. Now, last but not least, a lot of you use the wool dryer balls. So I want to talk to you about adding a little, shall we say, bounce to your dryer balls. When they're bouncing around in your clothes, they push the individual garments apart. They create better air circulation. They dry better. And they do work on static electricity. But sometimes, you know, you want kind of a nice smell. And a lot of you have talked about putting your essential oils on the balls and not getting any smell. So I want to explain to you why that is. Um, when the load is dry, you take the dryer balls out and you add one or two drops of essential oils to the wool boil. So one or two drops of essential oil to the wool balls. Um, I like things like lemongrass, lavender, uh, geranium is another really nice one. Um, but you know what fragrances you like, so you pick. But this is the interesting thing. You throw the dryer balls back into the dryer with the load, run on the no heat cycle for five minutes. 
This will enable the delightful essential oil to transfer from the balls to your clothes. If you're putting the essential oil on those dryer balls and putting them in the dryer with the clothes as they dry, it never transfers off those balls onto the clothes. So you never get any smell. The dryer balls smell great, but nothing else does. So remember, pull a couple of the dryer balls out, put a couple of drops of your favorite essential oil on, toss them back in and flip them for five minutes on the air cycle. And that will make all the difference in the world. Everything will smell amazing. So I'm, I'm going to call it quits for today. Next week, I've got some great new ideas for you. We're going to be talking a little bit more about bathrooms. I want to remind you, if you have questions, please go to ask at queenofclean.com. That's ask at queenofclean.com. If you forget the ask at queenofclean.com, you can go to questions at queenofclean.com. We've always got ways for you to get in touch with the queen. So Super Bowl's coming up this weekend. I don't know who you are rooting for. I don't have a dog in this race, unfortunately. My Cardinals did not do all I had hoped for, but they did make it into the finals. So that was a good thing. So I wish you all a wonderful Super Bowl experience. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Make up those carpet spotters before your company comes because you may need them. So, guys, as always, thanks for talking dirty with the Queen of Clean, and I will talk to you again next week. Stay safe. Mm -hmm.